The Fed chair has a new warning about the U.S. economy. We'll reveal who are the most vulnerable and how bad it could get. And why is he so newly worried? It is Saturday, June 20th, and this is Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And I'm Joe Salcihai, host of the Stacky Benjamin Show, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement outside Detroit, Michigan. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories. With thought leaders from across the financial landscape, we break those stories down into what matters to you, what you need to know about. And we will leave you with a takeaway to make it your own, our friends. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money, your financial life in Google Sheets or Excel, automatically updated each day. Now, with even more templates, had a discussion with Peter Paulson the other day, the the, uh, co-creator of Tiller, and told me that they have some new foundation templates. So to check out how you can fast and automatically manage your money using tiller money go to tillerhq.com forward slash mwf and not only can you kick the tires but then when you decide to sign up you'll get uh, 10 percent off your annual subscription man we've had a busy week this last week bobby but uh, the federal reserve busy as well it seems very busy which is good because i think it's been a comfort to the markets and I, i like the fact that we know that they're watching very closely um well, I'll tell you some anecdotes from my reporting days during the show Deal. about right. the Fed and stuff that goes on. Let's get to it. Well, yeah, with that foreshadowing, which one of our friends is going to help us kick this off? This is Bethany from the Money Millhouse. The Money Talking Party starts now. It's time for Money with Friends. All right. This comes to us from a little-known publication called the Wall Street Journal. It is, uh, it's written by Nick uh, Uh, Tim Rouse. And Nick writes, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said the economy faces potentially significant long-term damage from higher unemployment and a wave of small business failures due to the coronavirus pandemic, despite recent signs of an economic rebound. Quote, until the public's confident that the disease is contained, a full recovery is unlikely, Mr. Powell told the Senate Banking Committee Tuesday at the start of two days of congressional hearings. Mr. Powell also warned that because recent job losses have fallen hardest on low-income workers, including minorities and women, the current downturn risked aggravating long-standing socioeconomic disparities in living standards. After cutting interest rates to near zero in mid-March, officials have introduced a range of emergency lending programs to purchase debt of companies, cities, and states. Stock markets rallied on Monday after the Fed spelled out how it would execute a previously announced initiative to purchase up to $250 billion in bonds issued by U.S. U.S. companies that were highly rated as of mid-March. Since those purchases began on May 12th, they've been limited to around $1 billion a week in exchange-traded funds that invest in corporate debt. The Fed said the program would also become available to companies that wanted to sell bonds to the Fed. But under the changes announced Monday, the central bank on Tuesday began purchasing individual bonds as part of a custom-built, diversified market index, regardless of whether companies 
want the Fed to own their debt. The announcement fueled some investors' hopes that the central bank might move beyond a more passive role, supporting market functioning toward a more active one, providing additional economic stimulus. Mr. Powell said Tuesday, the Fed's goals of supporting market functioning hadn't changed. Quote, we're not actually increasing our dollar volume of things we're buying, said Mr. Powell. He said that over time, the central bank would shift away from purchasing exchange-traded funds. Officials aren't planning to make sudden adjustments to the ETF purchases. Mr. Powell said it wasn't the Fed's intent to displace private investors with its purchases if markets recover. The Fed could slow or stop its purchases if markets improve and dial them up if markets deteriorate, he said. The central bank doesn't want to run through the bond market like an elephant, stuffing up, snuffing out price signals and things like that. He said, quote, we want to be there if things turn bad in the economy or things go in a negative direction. Lawmakers at the hearing conducted remotely mostly offered support for the Fed's actions since mid-March and press the Fed leader for his views on how to structure any additional support for the economy. If the virus remains, quote, reasonably well under control, Mr. Powell told lawmakers he expected the economy to move through three phases. The first one, a sharp contraction, could then lead to the second, a bounce back market marked by large increases in reemployment. Mr. Powell said it was possible the economy was in the beginning of that second phase, but he warned that the third phase of recovery would require Americans to regain their confidence engaging in activity that requires close indoor contact or large outdoor gatherings. Should we keep going or you want to talk for a few minutes? I think we should. We, there's there's a few things I want to talk about, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. No, well, well, there's oh, boy, I, uh, I thought there's that- a lot. I thought that was I thought that was the end of the piece. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like you cued me a little early there, but this is live. That's what happens. Um. Well, and that actually is enough because I think that we've got an idea of where the Fed's going with this. Uh, if people want to read it, just head to the Wall Street Journal and look for this piece. But but I th- I think it's really interesting when the Fed makes moves. You know, before I was in the industry, I really didn't have any idea what any of this stuff meant. And frankly, when when the Fed made moves, I'd listen to somebody like you know that day's Jerome Powell, and and I nod my head and go about my day. But this is this is pretty important stuff for all of us. It is pretty important stuff. And I sort of look back when I was at Reuters, I spent a lot of time reporting on the Fed saying things, but doing nothing for about a decade. And I think you're referencing Ben Bernanke or possibly Janet Yellen. But that really minimizes the importance of the Fed. When we don't, when we see them doing nothing, they're not doing nothing. They're doing a lot of things in the background that we don't always fully appreciate or understand. And by the way, you can learn more about the Fed, of course, in many places, but the Fed's own website has great explainers on it. So if you just search for that, whatever it is, federalreserve.gov or some iteration of that, that actually will tell you a lot about how they work and how different ways that they can assist the market um, work. That's actually really informative. What stands out to me here also that's new here is that they made announcements in mid-March to calm a very tumultuous market, but they aren't, they didn't actually start doing a lot of this stuff until May. So that's going to be interesting how that changes the market dynamic. What's also new is that in the past, there was sometimes a stigma to these corporate paper, the corporate debt from um, publicly traded companies that would if they needed Fed assistance, 
buying that debt to finance operations, there was a negative feeling towards it. But now they're saying that they it won't necessarily they don't have to ask. The Fed's just doing what they want to do. And that takes away the stigma, which can really help because of course if there's if investors feel there could be a problem, that can have other impacts on their ability to get financing and on their stock equity fundraising, stock movements, et cetera. I hope that came out in English, Joe. It, does that make sense? No, it does. But 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 it Perception. also but it also brings up the second step, which you hear from some corners. Which though is this a is this an overstep though by the Fed? You know, we we we've got the Fed now doing far more. Uh, uh, I don't know if the right word is to interfere to to take action uh, on this on this economy versus just moving interest rates a little bit, or uh, or or buying up government debt. They're they're seem to be very heavily involved. Well, remember, we don't always have all the information that they have. That's a really important thing. And also remember where we came from. There was a point in March, I'm going to guess, I the, the date March 12th stands in my head, but I'm not sure that's the exact act date. But in the middle of March, there was a point where there was zero liquidity in the bond market. It, nothing was getting done. And the Fed stepped in there. And I don't know that the average American can really understand. In fact, I don't obviously fully understand it, but basically there was no liquidity. And the Fed steps in there as sort of the buyer of last resort and to create that market in the debt markets. And it's played a very important role. So I'm not, sh- I, I, the answer is we don't know because we don't have all the facts. Yeah. And so to some degree, we're in a position where we've, the way our system is set up, we've put these people in charge and we have to, um, see how it goes where you know we are not in the driver's seat here but we do have to take care of whatever is relevant to us um but it does you know the fed's job in this kind of situation is to make sure that there is liquidity which, and they may know things we don't yeah which which brings up uh and 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 i like the focus on on looking at what you can control versus what you can't control. We can't control what the Fed does, but we can control Bobby is what we do with this information. And so mm-hmm. Before, as I mentioned, by the way, thank you for making me super young by saying Janet Yellen or Ben Bernanke. I was more of a Alan Greenspan uh, guy. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. 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 Going back. I'm a little older than I look. Just (laughs) anyway, anyway, when we, when we uh, uh, hear that the Fed's going to keep interest rates the same, what that, what that means regardless of all the stuff we read about buying ETFs and buying individual bonds is that we'll see uh, uh, short-term debt stay about the same. So car loans will stay the same. We'll see lines of credit, uh, debt on lines of credit stay the same. Now that doesn't mean that with your individual bank, it won't change. It might. Uh, However, the baseline rate that that's all based on, the Fed rate that that's based on will stay the same. Mortgage rates, not based on the same stuff, but you could make a case that mortgage rates, because of this news will probably stay really low. What what bothers me about that news is when I've heard this stuff in the past and I've heard commentators talk about, oh, rates are going to stay low for a long time. People don't do the steps they need to do to get their debt strategy under control. They're like, well, I can wait till tomorrow. I can wait till next week. I can wait till next month because, hey, the Fed's not doing anything today. I'll go mow the lawn instead. I would I would put together your debt strategy right now, knowing that rates are low and rates are going to stay low. Use what you have today. And then if you need to adjust tomorrow, just know that things aren't going to change dramatically over the next few months. 
And you make an excellent point because we know what's what rates are today when we wake up. But also, and I, I I agree with you that rates very likely will not change. But the world changed over a very short span of time, days, entire industries. We didn't know at the time, but you look at you know whatever like all the shows, all the entertainment business, and where you live entertainment conferences. That whole business was basically shut down in a period of days that no one could have ever seen. So even though the Fed is committed, has said that it's low rates, we have no reason to doubt that. We have seen extraordinary events happen that we could have never imagined. So Joe is absolutely right that if you are thinking of refinancing and these are rates that work for you, for your individual situation, that's something that you shouldn't necessarily just assume that nothing will change and you will have the same rates available to you going forward. I think that's a good place to uh, end this particular discussion. In just a moment, Bobby and I will have our big takeaways from today's show. But before we do that, just want to say a big thanks to Tiller Money for supporting Money with Friends. You know, when you use Tiller Money, what you're going to find is that you have the most flexibility in your budget to do it the way you want. We did a Stacky Benjamin show recently, Bobby, where we talked about different ways of uh, controlling your money and different ways of budgeting. And whether you're somebody that likes to do every line item, if you're somebody that uses an envelope program, somebody that just likes a very, very loose budget to kind of know where you're at and track your funds, Tiller works with all those. When you look at individual apps out there on the market, different apps work better with different things. Now, why is Tiller great at all of them? Because there are multiple templates and you can choose the one that you want. And if you don't like the one that's closest to the way you want to budget, you can change it because it's a spreadsheet. Easy to use, robust under the hood, give it a spin. It's at uh, tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. And if you use our link, you'll get uh, 10% off your annual subscription. So big thanks to everybody who's done that. And you're welcome for the 10% off. So thank you. And you're welcome all at the same time. How about that? (laughs) What's our takeaway, Bobby? Look, Joe, nobody can deny that this whole situation, the whole economic situation and everything related to it is just terrible. That said, um, What I do want people to, I want to leave everybody on an up note um, that unlike other economic downturns where the impact is selective, the whole concept of an economy of one that we talk about, meaning if you lose your job or your income, it's a nightmare. There are so many people that this is affecting and the Fed is, is, you know, giving this warning, but it's not something that really is going to surprise anybody. What's important to remember is that the Fed is doing their job to the best of their ability. And we don't have all the information. It's not something we can control. But what we can control is how we all deal with our own personal situation. There's a lot of incentives out there. I'm sorry, incentives is the wrong word, a lot of support out there from different programs from the CARES Act and so on. Make sure you're being proactive about getting any resources you are entitled to and best wishes to everyone getting through this economic tough time. Yeah, I think that's that's the most important part. Control what you can control. I really like uh, pieces like this one, though, Bobby, that give you an idea of what the Fed is is thinking. But delaying action because the Fed seems to be doing a lot behind the scenes, but nothing to change what happens with interest rates with you and I uh, doesn't mean we shouldn't go do the things that we're going to do. I think this is the type of, of piece that I really like to read, kind of see the road ahead, but then still work my strategy the way that I need to work my strategy. Very well said. Good stuff, Bobby. 
fun piece as always. It's always fun when you and I get the together. The Fed is always so fun. <laughs> yes. I bet Jerome Powell's just amazing hmm. at parties. I bet he knows so a cool. lot of a lot of great dad jokes. Uh, tell us, tell us how people can help us make the show. Uh, you can help make the show by joining us for our tapings on both YouTube and Facebook live. You can find out when we are taping by going to moneywithfriendspodcast.com and looking at the schedule there. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We put the uh, times we're going to be taping there as well. The handle both on Instagram and Twitter is at moneyfriendspod. And you can also participate in surveys and quizzes and maybe get a shout out on the show if you follow us at moneyfriendspod. I uh, uh, also you can send us emails if there are things that you right. want to hear us do on the show. And by the way, Bobby, you don't know this, but I got an email the other day from uh, Michael uh, asking if mom's neighbor Doug is OK because he lately has not been doing the close of the show. You and I have been doing the close of the show. Maybe we'll talk about that. We just thought that it was much more congruent to have you and I close the show out. And uh, and it's much overdue because uh, behind the scenes, uh, Ashley Wall's been producing this for a long time and, mm-hmm. and we have not been acknowledging that like we should have. So, uh, yes. it, 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 it Thank was, you, Ashley. it was time to make a change. <laughs> Doug is great on stacking Benjamins, Michael, but, um, but, but this is Bobby and I, uh, so we decided it'd be much more fun to have a end of the show. That's, that's done yes. by the two of us, but, but thank you for that. Doug is okay. He's, he's doing great. Unfortunately he's doing great. I shouldn't say that. That's not very nice. Don't say that. I know. All right. We ready to get out of here. We'll see everybody back here on Monday. We're going to talk about booze on Monday. What a great way to start our week with booze here on Money with Friends. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. The show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I am Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it. <laughs>